Wedding Photographers, and welcome to Wedding Photographers Unite, episode number 126. I'm one of your hosts, Andy Buscemi, the self-proclaimed professor of photographic pontifications in good company with the chatty Kathy of the Hudson Valley, Mr. Jimmy Ferrara. Yes, that's it. I'm here. Looking forward to it. Got a lot of cool stuff to talk about. Also joined by the good neighbor of good neighbors, Ms. Lindsay Daddario. Hey, hey. Hey, hey, what you drinking, Lindsay? Got some wine. All right. Andy, what are you drinking? Wa- water. Propel. He's bad. He's got to stay up. He's got to hydrate. <laughs> gotta- how's, uh, how's dad life treating you, Andy? Mm. Um, it is treating me just fine. Um, now, for a newborn, how long do you think, how long do you think he's sleeping at night? How many hours uh, do you think? He might get six. Straight. Mm-hmm. Right. Close. Last night, he did seven hours and 45 minutes long. Straight? Oh, straight in a row. What on earth? In a row. What are you feeding this kid? Well, it's not just <laughs> it's not just what we're feeding, but I have this thing, right? Where like once like six o'clock kind of rolls around, you are not going to sleep. You are staying awake, awake, awake. You try and fall asleep. Nope. Can't go to sleep. You got to stay awake. You gotta stay and awake until you go to sleep, and then it works. Because then he's like, he's when like they really get up. older. People will tell you this, and it's it's odd, but it's true. When they get a little older, somewhere around like the two, three age, I forget. Um, putting them doing that is worse. Letting them just sleep when they want, and and sleeping into like sometimes eight a.m. Hmm. You know, it works. They'll sleep like thirteen hours sometimes, twelve hours. Hmm. It's it's strange. You're like, let me keep up till midnight so I can sleep in tomorrow morning. No. Yeah, so here's the th- here's what I didn't know, Lindsay. This is the big thing I didn't know about before being a parent and after. I mean, not the the big thing, but I'm just I didn't know this. But it's like I feel like when you have a newborn child, you're basically drugging him back to sleep. Like you're like milk drugging the little dude. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like they they they're up all the time. They're up, and then they cry, 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 cry. They want milk, so you give them milk, and then they shit, and then they fall asleep, and then that's all they really do. But it's like you just like give him milk, and it's like, am I like drugging this dude? So like you ask all these questions, like, am I overfeeding? Are you underfeeding? And all this craziness goes on. It's it's crazy. Kids are crazy. Is that uh, is Kristen breastfeeding? She is a combination. Okay. Um, yeah. So it's like a combination. Well, we're we're doing it all. Um, the breastfeeding stuff is going on. The she's pumping, um, and then we're doing some formula and like mixing it all up. And like part of the reason why he's sleeping well at night too is like we're mixing in the formula at night, which like it's harder for them to process, so it like makes them go to sleep. Oh, we don't want to turn this into a parenting podcast though. This is wedding photographers unite. Unless you, I, I, you know, unless uh, I, I do have one more question. Okay, that's all right. That's all right. Go ahead. What is it? Well, this begs the question: What exactly are you doing to keep this child awake? Are you poking it? Oh yeah. Are you starving him? All what are you combinations. Doing? All combinations. There's this poking. <laughs> there's rocking. When he starts to cry, like whatever it takes, basically. Just like getting a little too close to a candle with a finger, maybe. <laughs> yeah, whatever it takes. No, no, no. no. I mean, there, you know, you know what it is like. Like anything in life, I think it's like a combination of like, 
Um, there's always the middle way is usually the right answer. So you do some of that, but you also pay attention to them. You know, it's, you got to use a combination. You can't just go one way or the other. Yeah. Uh, wedding photography. That's what this podcast is about. Jimmy, <laughs> what the hell are you doing over there? I'm lighting the candle. I just had the mic on, on mute. All right, I'm back. Here we go. If I don't put it on mute, you hear this. See? <laughs> so. <laughs> uh, All right. Jimmy, what's going on, man? How you doing? Um, good, good, good. Uh, it's, it's funny how I talk to friends and I, you know, people are either your name. I'm not counting the MTV awards. That's just a debacle, of course, but, or, and the Oscars, right? Some people have never seen them. They don't, they couldn't care less. Me, I don't, I have never, I can't ever recall missing the Academy Awards ever. I've always been into movies. I've worked 15 years in the film business. It's my background. In fact, one year, a friend of mine, we were having an Oscar party here. We had a, a game about he was in a business like me, and we had a tally running how many people were, if you were in the room with the person, the celebrity, or if you met the person. And then it's like one point versus two points. Anyway, it's a fun little game. But when it was Will Ferrell and Julia Louis-Dreyfus were doing the whole best cinematographer thing, which is, by the way, a recent one they started to announce on the live show within the past like four or five years. Hmm. And then they were joking about like, oh yeah, the cinematographer, you know, gets us uh, the coffee in the morning. Yeah, that's right, that's right. No, no, he's the one. No, no, he or she's the one that knocks on our door to say you're ready on set. And I'm thinking this, this is funny. This isn't funny. This isn't funny to the cinematography world. It, I bet all cinematographers in that room are like, hey, if it's no camera involved, it's freaking radio. So give us, don't, don't put us as the butt of the joke because cinematographer is huge in the movie. Huge. Anyway, I was I was a little upset about that. I'm surprised it didn't get much legs. And the fact that a foreign film won Best Picture, come on, this is our gig. This is Hollywood. I didn't like that. I don't know what your takes mm. are on that. I love that. I didn't I, I didn't like watch it. the awards at all, but I think it's about time. I, nope, not my vote. Sorry. This is our <laughs> thing. We invented this. Let let it be in the in the foreign category. That's my vote. That's I'm sticking to it. But I it was a good it was a good show. I liked everyone was quick and not so political with their speeches. Um, I didn't see all the movies, but, uh, you know, as photographers, we get a lot of inspiration from movies and looks mm-hmm. and, you know, new things that are taking place. Here in the, in the film world, that, you know, the, the, remember the whole bleached bypass look that Minority Report had, mm-hmm. how weird that was looking. I was like, what are you guys doing? And then like saturated films. And we do the same thing with filters. We do like the whole, like you were talking about, it's either bright and happy and, and muted colors. Or, you know, warm. That's the kind of thing. Why are you shaking your head, Lindsay? Mm. We're, shaking, shaking we're, head. we're shaking your head because sometimes um, your internet connection kind of like cuts out here and there. Oh. Um, yeah. And then that, I think the listeners are getting a little bit of that too when that happens. But okay. You know, it, it's technical. It is what it that's is. That's it. Yeah, yeah. It was my rant. That's my rant. But um, I, I just encourage people to, you know, stay with wedding photographers to kind of look at movies like that. The not so big popular ones, maybe the artsy ones are kind of cool. I do now and then. That's it yeah. for now. Uh, wedding photography wise, like uh, you're like you're just kind of booking, meeting people, um, yeah. that kind of thing. Nothing crazy. I had that right? small wedding. I, I think I talked about that old older couple. They're sweet. Yeah. Um. Uh, that was it. That's yeah. That's that's wedding albums, of course. Yep. Um, you know, just just time of year. Lindsay, are you close? Are you getting there? I'm I mean, really close. You're close. 
How close? I'm super close. Okay. Yeah, I got like I'll be done in the next couple of weeks. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um. So last week I talked about uh, potentially bringing someone else in on the studio, and I was going to go check out the other spaces in the building and all of that. And unfortunately, mm-hmm. I don't really have too much to tell you about that. I looked at the other spaces; they're great. Unfortunately, one of the people that was going to go in on it. Um, change their mind. So <laughs> mm. oh. uh, now I'm on to, uh, I'm talking with somebody else about it. We're going to meet up next week and and go over everything. So we'll see. So mm. no updates on that, unfortunately. Um, yeah, I'm back in the Adirondacks this weekend hiking again. Uh, I'm uh, Well, here, let me pick your brains on this one. So you guys know I do a lot of hiking. When the iPhone, the newest iPhone came out. I talked about how it's got the three lenses now, mm. and I was super excited because, um, you know, it's it's got a 50 millimeter lens and a 12 meter millimeter lens, yeah. and yeah. for hiking, that's that's amazing. I can take a portrait of who I'm with. I can take a landscape. I can do a lot of cool stuff with it. Yeah. Um. So this summer, I'm going to be hiking the Tour de Mont Blanc, which is this like almost two week long trek that goes through. France, Italy, Switzerland, some of the most epic scenery imaginable, right? Uh, But you're hiking anywhere from like 12 to 20 miles in a day sometimes. Mm -hmm. So needless to say, carrying a camera around is not ideal because it's heavy. But man, it's going to be some of the most incredible landscape opportunities of all time. So I'm really struggling I uh, I brought the iPhone with me on the the trek last you weekend. You gotta look at it. No, continue. Go ahead. Uh, so last weekend I brought the iPhone with me, and like the lenses, they get smudged. You know, you put your finger on it, and you think, oh, it's just cloudy out or something, and then you realize, like, ah, damn it, <laughs> the lens is just smudged. Like it's still not perfect, and. Um, you know, keeping the battery life up to, up to snuff when you're gone for multiple days at a time isn't always easy. So I don't know. I'm still struggling with it. Well, are Can't you, decide what are, to do. Are you talking about like you might bring a DSLR in co- as well anyway? Yeah. Yeah. Here, here's what I think you need to ask, ask yourself because I had the same thing in a much smaller scale. Um, when I went to uh, Scotland a couple years ago, when Nat and I went there, she wanted to bring like the the Dicon D5 these lenses I'm like you're crazy we're because I'm like we're, we'll get good I'll, we had a little like a point in sh- S24 not like you're wide which is great so lens ask yourself do you really think you're going to need high res images to make wall art with or you're going to live with maybe making a small album for yourself because it's going to be uh, you know some a great trip and you thumb through like eight by tens and little things and digitals and four images on a page and that kind of stuff. And then your Facebook feed and maybe your Instagram feed, of course. And then there's your, there's your images that you share with people. If that's the case, then your phone's going to be just fine. And you're going to save the weight because carrying another camera with batteries, with chargers, with backup cards, well, the cars don't weigh anything, but still, I mean, the chart, you got to bring chargers for them as another entity of something and batteries, you know, and, lenses at least two you know um mm-hmm. that's uh even if it's a little you know a, not a full frame even if it's like one of those fuji things or something are smaller it's still another camera you have to de- deal with and your phone's going to be there i'd if you are on offensive like 
yeah, I'm not going to make big wall prints. I'm not going to do a, a gallery show. I'm not going to make, I'm not going to my local coffee shop or any, or art gallery to, be, to have these prints that are, that are going to be big and try to sell them. Then, you know, an extra battery for your phone, uh, one of those phone case batteries is probably going to be the better bet because then you can just go out and not worry about power and shoot. Yeah, when, uh, I guess when, I guess that's a good point because am I really going to be creating anything that's super unique? You know, this is a right. a well trafficked route. It's not like I'm taking another trip to India or someplace like that. Where, well, I shouldn't say that. I mean, it's it's back country, and you never know. Like you might get an incredible storm with amazing light, and yeah. it, like you just never know. I could see some incredible wildlife, and then just be kicking myself for not having it. Mm. I don't know. I don't know, but yeah, nothing's new with me. Otherwise. You know, as photographers, we 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 yell at people that are always on their phone, always on their phone, but they want to capture life and and make memories. But at the same time, you know, you're missing the actual memory itself. When someone's, I hate this. When someone's at a concert and they're just recording the whole concert, looking at the screen, like concerts happen right in front of you. You are never watching this. No one cares about your Instagram feed, about you at the, at the Billy Joel concert, whatever. Who cares? I don't care. So there comes a time when you want to capture a click-click and then enjoy it. And yeah. I'm so glad I brought that point-and-shoot to uh, Scotland. I barely pulled out my phone. It was all about the shooting the, the pictures, editing it when it's done, creating some albums, and there you go. You know, you bring up an interesting point because a lot of the places that I've traveled where I'm around people, I always struggle with photographing them just because... I don't I don't ever want people to feel like I'm making a spectacle of their day to day life. <laughs> so, for example, like I was I was living in Ecuador for a summer and, you know, they'd all be like climbing up trees to pick fruit. And I'm like, wow, this is this is such an incredible uh, view. But really, they're just like getting food to survive. <laughs> and, uh, you know, uh, I want to I want to document it because to, to me it's amazing. Sure. But I also um, don't want them to feel like they're being he made a spectacle of is the best way I think I can put it really. Yeah. So at least I don't have to deal with that on this trip. It's more about um, landscapes and wildlife, but I think you have to decide before you leave for a trip, like, is this trip about photography or is this trip about experiencing a place? Yeah. The same thing goes for a concert. Like are you said, like, are you really going to make an incredible image with your phone or is it just for memory's sake? If yeah. it's just for memory's sake, like maybe you pull it out once just to remember it by and then that's it. Put it away and enjoy the show. And I think the same thing goes with travel, because if you're traveling with photography in mind it's going to completely change where you go and why you go the places you do because you're going to want to pick certain places at certain times of day because you want to get it in the right light and mm -hmm. you know things that you think are going to make a you're going to anticipate what you think will make a good photograph and it'll completely change the way you approach uh approach your trip and i think if you're just there to meet people and learn about a new culture, then you're going to approach it in a much different way if there's no camera involved. I felt... Uh, and about weight and how you, you got to save all weight possible climbing that mountain. And they would make you cut your toothbrush in half to save that much weight. Yeah, now, yeah we do that. That's a fraction of an ounce. <laughs> so it's kind of yeah. like, wow. So if you're going to do a lot of hiking and you're going to do a lot of traveling... A yeah. few extra pounds is gonna make a is gonna make a difference. 
This isn't a ton of altitude gain and loss. Like it's mainly when you're going up and down. I mean, and we cut weight like crazy. Like we have half tooth brushes. Like we do all of that crazy stuff. But um, yeah, I feel like this is. I I never forgot. Yeah. We'll see. I'll let you know. Yeah. When are you going? When are you leaving? Uh, July. So yes, I'm gonna miss a good chunk of wedding season. Whoops. Uh, i'll figure it out right i'll book other stuff in the winter right fine it's fine fine. everything's great gotta live your life um (laughs) yeah i got nothing going on um just meetings meetings Mm -hmm. i got an engagement shoot saturday and uh booked a few weddings nothing else is going on i got nothing i got nothing here today people yeah um i know it's still season yeah uh, I had a shoot at a corporate headshot shoot in New York yesterday in Wall Street. Um, and I'm I'm an hour. I'm 50 minutes from the George Washington Bridge door to door. Right. Mm-hmm. So from George Washington, I get Midtown an hour. Pretty easy. But <laughs> Wall Street. Are you kidding me? Tip of the bottom of the iceberg there. It was two hour drive there. I stretched a shoot for an hour. I only had seven people to shoot and then some lifestyle stuff and then drove home. It was like this was the drive was the worst part about it. Just the traffic on the FDR and this and that. I'm like, ugh, this is. I hate. I hate traveling that far downtown. It really does stink. Anyone who's listening who's in the New York area, mm-hmm. they can relate. But other than that, I, I got. I don't really have a, you know, studio headshots, a couple things here and there. There's nothing really wedding related. All right, then. Year, well, listeners, we do have an assortment of handpicked information that is relevant to you and perhaps wedding related. But first, just in case you forgot your place in space and time, this is Wedding Photographers Unite, a bi weekly wedding photography podcast for wedding photographers. Bye, wedding photographers. <laughs> We tried. <laughs> Andy, you <laughs> forgot your part. I did because he's like pointing, trying to anticipate, telling, telling who's doing what. And then I'm like looking and then I got caught <laughs> like a deer in headlights. Um, I was going to do it. I was waiting for Andy. <laughs> bye, wedding photographers. There we go. Okay. That's the first time I ever said it. Get this part right. <laughs> um, the show goes live roughly every other week. And while we're at it, please do leave us a review in iTunes or leave us a review in Apple Podcasts. And subscribe to Apple Podcasts. Uh, you can leave a review in, in Apple Podcasts just like Luca Nwis 81 does. Um, now, this one, as I mentioned, uh, and we're doing the international ones. We're going back in time to 2-4-2019. This is just over a year ago. Uh, and, wow. and they write, um, these guys are fantastic. They give all the stars with an exclamation point and a smiley face. And they say, this is interesting. I am not a wedding photographer. I simply like taking pictures of my too fast growing little kid. However, I won't deny that one day I'd like to start a small business at least for paying for new gear. Now, enough about me. I found this podcast while looking for reviews and first impressions about Sony gear. Well, what happened after that? In three months, driving to work, I basically listened to all of your episodes. I thought your show was simply perfect with just the two of you. However, since Jimmy joined, I think there is the, an extra quality to the entertainment is it's even on a higher level. You hear that, Jimmy? You brought the entertainment level of this podcast up a notch. I don't know if you can visualize my head getting bigger right now, but it's, <laughs> it's a little bit. Uh, this podcast has really everything you need to grow as a photographer, and almost every possible topic you can think of has probably a dedicated episode. Guys, 
if, cool. if they could if they go back there were no lenses on the show now too but they don't know that yet like, guys please continue in this way explanation point you're simply the best smiley face wow did That's our awesome. egos just get stroked on that one or what <laughs> come on yes thank you and that was that was in poland by the way uh, the the polish uh apple apple podcast app or whatever i know what i know what i don't know what they're known for for like food and drink um i don't know i'm i'm actually like i am legitimately amazed at the amount of people that listen to this podcast around the world like right. like what you're out there in poland in zambia or wherever the, well, <laughs> i know i should i'm pronounced i'm sorry i am so sorry for the way i'm pronouncing that um but you know people are out there like listening to, to us ramble about wedding photography for however long like what when you were listening to all the episodes what come on you people are well crazy. there's a lot of wedding podcast <laughs> photography related i missed those words up but i i've listened to a couple and i'm only on like i said because i liked you guys and it wasn't like the let's talk techie and let's do this and we had this gear talk and i'm like i don't care about i, I want to it's it's entertainment for the most part not most part that's well, not true well, but it a lot of people listen to podcasts to be entertained yeah well um, some don't but well speaking I of do, gear talk jimmy do. let's talk gear talk today yes. Okay, you can talk. <laughs> exactly, like exactly like, like what we don't over. want to do. Well, I don't know. <laughs> but there are, the, I guess, to, at least to acknowledge and see if there is anything that we really want to mention about this, at least to acknowledge that um, Canon and Nikon in particular um, have, uh, Nikon released, or isn't released, they announced the Nikon D6, um, which is uh, the next kind of flagship. Um, has lots of good stuff in that autofocus in particular is supposed to be crazy and canon finally uh finally 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 after you know however long it's been finally like dude finally releases um or will be releasing at some point soon uh the canon r5 which in short is a mirrorless camera that's actually good with two card slots um so congratu Finally. congratulations, Canon people that held out this long. It looks like you have something to look forward to. Um, That's me. Right. Yeah, that is you. I held out. Yes, you did. <laughs> so uh, I guess those are the two big ones. There's other stuff going on, but those are the two big announcements recently um, that I feel like we should at least bring up and see if anybody wants to say anything about that. That. What do you well, guys think? Do you know, yeah. is, the Z, is that Z6 a dual card slot? No. No, and not, is it the Z7 isn't either. Off the table, off the yeah, table in discussion. No, but this is, but this is, that was when those released however long ago. The, the no, oh, oh, yeah, no, no, that's right. Z6 and Z7 came out. Yeah. What did you just say about the Nikon no, one? No, 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 the Nikon D6. So, you know, there was the D5. Oh, sorry. Yeah, so this is DSLR. That's a mistake in half. Sure. No one's buying that camera. Well, no one's buying that camera. some people might. Some people might. It, I don't, I looked at this, the, the projected specs it's just a, a little faster and all that than the D5. D5 is a tank. That thing, yeah. that thing is amazing. Well, the D6, that D6 will be a tank too, but it's basically the next generation of that. And, and the, the, their point is, is that you know the big thing about it is autofocus. Apparently, that that it, they're all cross point and they're all you know all over the place or whatever. They're, it's better. There's, D5 it's was already pretty crazy. It was insane. Yeah, you know, for playing around. I with love that camera. So she was oh. it all, but I still love it. Yeah, but it's yeah. but it's all the DSLR. All, that's a pretty boring announcement. Oh yeah, it is. Oh, it is. It's, a, it's a boring. boring it's a very boring announcement. <laughs> it's a next iteration with with uh, 
with the next, but you know, the autofocus is supposed but to be like. It would have been amazing. I think I mentioned this. If they reinvent the, the game and come out with a hybrid camera. Right. Click, you're now mirrorless. And you're just and you can use the lenses you've had for your DSLR. Yeah, it's not small. It's not. It's the same size as a mirrored camera. It might. Be, it might even weigh more. Well, fine. They already kind of have that though, Jimmy. It's called the DSLR. And you just go into mirrorless mode. No, it's not. No, it's not the same. Because <laughs> then when you go, you click. It's like click, 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 click. All these clicks happen because the mirror has to come back down. Shutter has to open. Mirror goes well, back up. I mean, you, you can shoot in silent well, mode, you, but you're only doing JPEG. Well, you can go into live view mode or whatever. It, That's it, what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, you can. But I mean, you can do it. It just sucks. You know, like you could do that. <laughs> you could do that forever on, on, on the on the older yeah. cameras. You know, um, but you're not looking through a viewfinder, getting yourself in there with it. You know, right? I would, yeah. And then then they they can't be like that can't happen. It absolutely can happen. Well, absolutely. There's some challenges. Anyway, I'm on the I'm on a drawing board of Nikon. But <laughs> so uh, so yeah, the big the more exciting announcement is that Canon is finally waking up. You know, yeah. yeah. Um, Good for them. Yeah, but it also seems like bigger and better than what's out there. I mean, we'll see when it actually gets released. But from what the from the specs that I saw, it looks pretty impressive. Why? Why does it look better than the Sony's? It looks good. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I mean, because I'm I'm just I'm just calling you out on that because I want to know yeah. what seems better about the Sony cameras. I I think they're catching up. I don't know that it's better, but yeah. but maybe you think that something's better. What's better? So I'm I don't know because I just. <laughs> ignored oh. the Sony. Oh, so I called you um, out and I was right about it then. That's what you're saying. Yeah, so um what I understand is the like the eight K video blows everything away. Okay. I mean we don't shoot video, don't but video. Yeah. um that tells me that the sensor's probably huge if it's shooting eight K eight K video. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Um well, it's as big as it's gonna be full frame. Yeah. Like in a physical it's be a form. Full frame That's it. Sensor. More pixels. Yeah. Um it has the in-body image stabilization. That's I think cool. that's pretty huge. Yep, it does. It has it up to like five or eight stops. But the people, you got to relax on that because let's. That doesn't mean you can shoot eighth of a second <laughs> handheld because your entire world that you're photographing is going to move, at, no matter what. So sure. yeah, that's kind of nice, but it does. That's not the the reason why. Continue. Yeah. Well, I think when you probably the combination of the in-body image stabilization paired with the new IS lenses, that's like you're doubling down, right? True. <laughs> but you know, I mean, we all know that with the IS lenses, whatever you want to call it, um, that the image kind of floats when you're looking through it. And you're like, if you want to really nail a perfect, if you're, if you're, t- if you're like 200 or, or close to it on a millimeter on the, on the telephoto and you see like the images floating sometimes it, it, it's like I want to stop. I'm like I just I want to I want to I need to be exactly here with the architecture or whatever I'm doing. I don't need this 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 image to you know want to float like that. And I, sometimes I turn that off. The uh, I, it was easier on my Nikon than it is on the Sony. But um, I'm not a hundred. I'm not a big fan of that 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 moving constant of the image to stabilize the the image. I'd rather just shoot at the high at the appropriate shutter speed according to my focal length and i know i'm, I'm gonna nail it because that's that's a rule of thumb right there so go ahead mm. what else do you know mm. um what is i don't know about the sony the um frames per second i think it's 20 on this new one it's, that, uh, this is better with the, the electronic shutter yeah the, this is i i guess somewhat slightly better um i don't pay too much attention to f- frames per second on mine 
on my Sony stuff, but I know that this is slightly better from what I read. I don't remember how much better, but not much, yeah. but better. It's fast. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, the fast. A9 has 20 frames. I've tr- I think this I've tried is closer to an, I think that th- this is spec closer to compete with the A9 than it is okay. to like an A7 III, in my opinion. I don't from, know. From at least what I'm looking at. This, this I is, hope it's you, priced like an A7 or three. I, I suspect yeah. that it's <laughs> going to be priced like like an A9. I I I think this is going to be like a three th- at least a thirty five hundred dollar camera, maybe yeah, maybe four thousand or something. Yeah. But um, we'll see. That's that's a that's a very limit. That's a very small market. The the need to shoot twenty frames a second. You're four you're four shy of motion picture. Yeah. Break. That's really crazy. Right. Really crazy. That's yeah, like I sports the, 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 and that sort of thing. Sports and like. Oh boy! Up and up above you, or something. We you are we losing each other in the? Yes. Uh, we're losing you and whatever is going oh on with your God. internet. But you know, uh, it's all right. Here, it's all right. We'll just I hear you now. We hear you now. Keep going. <laughs> okay. Um. They else? also said there were uh, they're gonna put out seven new RF lenses. Hmm. Um, and a couple new lens extenders too. Okay. I'm curious if um, so. I know to use the old lenses that I currently have for the Canon system, you need like an adapter for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but they should work fine. There, I saw on the Canon website. There's a whole big long list of all the lenses that work with the adapters on the current Canon R. Um, I, however, have some older lenses that are out of production and they no longer will service them and that sort of thing, like version one of whatever mm. lens. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that isn't on the, the list of lenses that will work with the adapters. So I'm curious if they just don't list them because they don't make them anymore or if they don't list them because they won't work. I, th- I suspect, and I could be wrong, I suspect that they will c- kind of function but not to the, to the expectations that you would want them to. That, that's what yeah. I suspect. And I could be wrong. They could not work at all. I don't really know. Um, yeah. I hear the, the, the converter is works pretty good mm-hmm. for Canon. Yeah. That is, it wasn't like Nikon's. Um, uh, I've played with the Nikon one on the Z uh, to the, and it's, it's not bad, but it's, it's, it's not, it's just a good way the contacts work with Canon and, and Nikon. It's just the way it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, uh, I yeah. also was reading about the the new RF lenses because I never bothered looking at the Canon R because it didn't have two card slots. So now I'm actually like paying a little more attention right. to it. Th- this camera, this camera, by they, the way, though, this is the camera that they should have been working yes. on and should have announced when yep. that at, when that last one came out. It's it's 100%. ridiculous yep. that they even like why even bother? Well, I guess they needed to get something out, but. But it's like you, you. This is what that camera should have been at that time. It should have been same thing with Nikon. They lost people it, because it, of that. They lost a lot yeah, of people because of that, and Nikon too. Yeah, they're doing the Apple thing. Let's we can release this one here, the better one. Let's just do the first one first because everyone will buy that, and then eventually buy this, and we'll make more money. It's business tactics. Yeah. But they failed in this because Sony just snuck in with their legs up on the table to be like, all right, well you know what? Check this out. We're gonna come up with the A7 III, which is under two thousand dollars. It has everything you need, <laughs> wedding photographers and then other photographers. And the whole world bought it, including us. Not me. <laughs> yeah, and, not, and um, I, think, I think that's a good... Well, I'm sorry. I keep interrupting you, Lindsay. Go ahead. 
the last thing I was going to say uh, that I was reading about the RF lenses is that they have like a control ring on the end of it that you can set yeah. as a dial for you can make it like your shutter speed or your aperture or whatever so that you can mm. adjust that with you know your focusing hand that's which cool. i thought was interesting well, yeah they had that on the other the other r lenses too that's yep. been yeah, yeah. yeah that's what i'm saying i never which looked into it before <laughs> before now. i don't know about that i never tried it i didn't play with it but i'm thinking that's going to be a little too i would think it's too sensitive because there's something on the sony that i oh i know what it was it was the uh it was the ISO, something with the back dial where you can make ISO change it, which seemed like great. I could do that. And I hated it because I constantly just touched it and changed it. On accident. So I can't imagine. Yeah. I can't imagine yeah. grabbing the front of the lens, which you do all the time. I, I don't yeah. know about you guys. When I take a camera, I'll if it's out of one hand, I'll grab it by the front of the lens like you're grabbing a scruff from a cat and be like, I'm just holding it. You know, No matter what the lens is, yeah. I'll just grab it. Especially That's a, wide a good one. point. Yeah. yeah like, I wonder how just, sensitive it is. That's a little... Yeah, no we'll matter see. how sensitive it is, it doesn't matter. It's going to turn. Is the point is, um, I don't. I wonder how many people actually use that or just say ah, that shit's getting turned off. And yeah. if it's off, it's now rotating. So you grab the front of the lens, doing something, and the, the the front element's turning. I'm like, I want to just grab that thing and not let it turn. I'm I'm carrying my camera around. You know, mm-hmm. I think that's that's me. and that dial thing they had on the original Canon that's gone yep. on this one. That was a. That's, when I heard about that, I'm like, are you kidding me? Your thumb is over that area all the time. It just moves, and all of a sudden you change shit as you're trying to shoot? Come on. What are you, what are you doing? I, I guess, We're not in the studio right now. Yeah, I guess on this the back of this R5, it's closer to what the old DSLRs used to be. Closer, I guess, mm-hmm. from what I had read quickly. <laughs> um, I guess I know more about the camera than I thought I did. Yeah. Um, Jimmy, you had a mm-hmm. article that went out in a magazine yes. recently. Tell us about that. Okay, well, let me back up a little bit. Um, my first article, uh, PPA asked me to uh, interviewed me for was a few years ago, and it was about uh, my signature portrait style in studio. And I talked about that. Talked about how I got into business, this and this. Then they did a smaller article when. oldest barber a couple years back and they interviewed me at a wedding so this is my first wedding one so you go to professional photographers magazine ppa a magazine february's issue there's an article on me about three four five i don't know how many page spread and uh i gave them a bunch of images they picked the ones they wanted for it and i had an interview about um how i started my style advice tips um i think it's good because it's I picked up, um, and I think there's a fee if you're not a member. Hey, Jimmy, Jimmy, do the digital download. I'm uh, not you're, sure. You're just yes. cutting out a little bit too much, and just because I know the listeners are going to miss part of that. So right after you yeah. said the article, um, you thought you were happy with it, or something like that. Just go from there. Oh, uh, you know, I was happy with this article. Um, they talked about, they interviewed me about the history, my background, advice. Um, uh, Style, technical stuff, what I shoot with. I forget. The interview happened a while ago. Um, I didn't make the cover, which I was really hoping for. <laughs> but I'm but I'm glad the cover is what it is because that's great. Because the, my first article, which was another the, the bigger spread, equally as big as this one, was the year Peter Lick did um, just bailed on imaging the week of. I said, um, yeah, I'm not I'm not coming. Hmm. Hey Jimmy, and this gave us all. We were the entire place was so pissed. 
But anyway, he made the cover of like a tree at night with the star trails, and I didn't make the cover because I'm like, come on, come on. Anyway, so, I was, what's, I'm, the, I, the what's the name of the magazine? Is it is it PPA's like official magazine? Hold on, it's right here. Yeah, show um, it. Let me see. They, they just they just sent me a few. They were they're so nice. PPA is really imaging and all of them are so nice. No, oh, it's over there. It's somewhere. <laughs> they sent me. They first sent me two magazines, and then they sent me another three with a handwritten thank you letter for for being a part of PPA and all that. So here's That's the magazine. Cool. Um, it's a professional photographer. Is the technical name of the magazine? Professional photographer. February's issue. Great cover in the photo. That's not my photo. Um, uh, and you'll you'll see a spread in there. Um, yeah, I, I gotta post that about that. I was surprised today with the uh, extra magazines and and the handwritten note. It's very nice. They're cool. great. They're a great group. That's really awesome. Are. I want to check that out. Yeah, um, that's all. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Uh, we had just a couple other things we're going to talk about today. This might be a shorter episode, but who knows? I say that, and then we end up going for another. Who the okay. hell knows how long? Um, but uh, now, what is this with the? Because I I only sometimes briefly see things going through. Uh, some somebody posted something about a nude wedding. Was that Jackson that posted that, or it, yeah, yeah it was Jackson. Okay, and it was I I believe from Reddit. Okay. Uh, so the in brief, there was a photographer who had been hired to photograph a nudist wedding, and uh, they were as a vendor required to also be nude, which raises a plethora of questions. <laughs> good, good good use of words. I've, I've got, um, I have a lot of questions and comments <laughs> about this. <laughs> so, um, you know, there are some obvious like professional questions about like um, model releases, for example, and children at the wedding. And, um, you know, like, I mean, I, they can't be at nudist colonies, right? Children, come and on. like, is your whole family and friends are they all nudists? Like, there has to be guests there who aren't, and um, so you know, it it raises a lot of um interesting questions, and I'm ready to to start firing away if you guys are. I I I have a very simple, if this if if this came to me, I would say, here's what I would do. You know what? Yeah, because what a great story. I would do it. I would do it. You would do it. And I would, yes, 100% I would do it. And there'd be a, a clause. And I, I'll disclaim my clause now if you want or after sure, we all go talk. for it. Now? Okay. My clause would be this. I'll shoot it for this much money. It's not going to be cheap, first of all. It's going to be definitely higher than normal. And I... Oh boy! Oh boy! This is gonna be a hard one, listeners. I don't know, listeners. Hold on a second, Jimmy. Hold on a second, listeners. We're sorry. Oh, sorry. sorry. Jimmy's cutting in and out. It's gonna be a hard one to listen to with Jimmy cutting in and out. Jimmy, next time you do this podcast, check your internet connection. Go to your go to your network connection. You're gonna restart that stuff so this doesn't have a next uh, next podcast. Right now, we're gonna ignore it. We're gonna keep going. And you said you you gave it. We heard number one. We heard number one, and number one was uh, that you were gonna charge more money. What what happens money. after that? And the second one is what goes against everything I believe in. However, in this case, why would I ever show these images? Um, <laughs> it's never going to be on my website. It's never going to be anywhere. It's never going to help you get more then, work other than like other no. nudist uh, weddings. Bro, I would which, say how then, often do those come I, up? Right. Well, yeah. hey, it's a niche. You know, you could be the I official. Say, yep. <laughs> I would just give them one of the cards and be like, "Here's the raw files. Have fun." 
because what the hell are they going to do with these images anyway? Seriously. <laughs> it would just, be a very, very blurry Instagram story. I can tell you that much. <laughs> it's just if this really does pan out to actually get hired to have this job to hire a photographer, it's only in the community they're in and it's just for them to show anything. So I'm like, take the money, tell the story. That's going to be an amazing story to tell and be like, here's the price I want. But I don't I don't want I don't want to see anything. I don't want to edit this stuff. I, that goes against everything I say because I never do that. I've only given away raw files to a handful of people over the years for weddings, and I know they're photographers. And I know they can what they what they can do. But I'd be like, okay, here's the card. Give me the money. <laughs> see you later. <laughs> and I'll take a card for myself for whatever reason. Jimmy, mm-hmm. where where are you going to keep your cards during that Good wedding? Good point. I would have to put a little thing on. Mm, 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 yeah. mm, mm, oh, mm, mm. handcraft one. Pocket. <laughs> You're gonna so, have to repeat so that, Jimmy. Yeah, that's all right. That, <laughs> that doesn't matter. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's for the best. Yeah, take up your own mind. <laughs> Lindsay, Lindsay, what are your thoughts on this? Would you do this one? I, um, I like Jimmy. Like, I want to say yes for this story. Um, I, I have a lot of questions. <laughs> so. Okay. I don't even know where to begin. Okay. Andy, you'll appreciate this. Yes. What does that like jumping wedding party photo look like? Not good. Oh, Oh, yeah. That could be an interesting (laughs) one, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, like the receiving line? Like how sticky is that receiving line? (laughs) And like your uncle's in that line? Like you see your uncle coming along and you're just like oh like, <laughs> I, I bet okay so years ago Nat and I went to don't ever do Groupon over the con- out of the country for a vacation we went to this place called Temptation Island right or whatever the hell it was called it was resort <laughs> resort not island resort look good on, on, on cost it was in Mexico yeah Mexico we get there it's there's this the most disgusting place. And everyone is looking around. They're all pretty much borderline swingers. They're all wearing Speedos. They're all beers down to their gut. They're all overweight. And those are the women. (laughs) There was a zinger there for you. All right, sorry. So the the crowd was like Beavis and Butthead stopping the scene with their faces like, are you kidding me right now? And I do this impression of this girl who just was skinny, disgusting, crack addict seeming woman that walked in naked and partially naked and wet just looking for a towel just came in and did like shook her head and then ran out i'm like what the hell is going on right now as we're checking in so we check in we do a lap around the pool and the bar which is horrible and then we within an hour we're out and we go to uh, another a really cold place uh, i forget what's called in in cancun it was a nice place and so we left so i realized that that community of people I'm just guessing. Is most likely or have known people to be in a colony. So I don't think any families are, are really coming. Maybe a couple. If they're part of it's like you're part of the colony. Cool. If you're not and you're a family member, you know the person, you're like, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to a nudist colony to, to be in a wedding. It's yeah, just not going to People probably so know what they're their getting colony into. The people that very are, small. will be there, right. It, yeah, the the group is like this cult. It's like the, the Manson family kind of cult. It's like that kind of thing where 
Any outsider wants to join us, fine, but we're not on this. So I don't even know if the whole normalcy of the of the, the scheduled A, B, and C of a wedding takes place. The, the, the down the aisle and all this stuff like you're saying, it could just be the weirdest thing you've ever seen. That's why I'm saying about the story. It's, what is the, what an amazing story? Yeah. What an amazing thing to witness? Yeah, I, I would. Cares about the Wiccan wedding and all that. Yeah. Kind of, that's whatever. But this is like, come on, that's on like anything. Yeah, I'd have to do it. I'd have to do yeah, it. I mean, I if if, it. if I was getting paid and just for the life experience of, of seeing what it was all about, I'd have to do it. Because mm-hmm. you know you get some interesting stories out of it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm fit. I look good. I don't care. Most of those <laughs> nudists, you see these nudists, they're not that fit. No. They don't know about a gym. They don't know. Unless <laughs> the guy's name is Jim. They don't know about a gym. Uh, <laughs> I think for me, it would need to be an uncle-free zone. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'd be like, hi, my name's Fred. <laughs> I don't know if I'd tell my real name when I get there, you know? And, like, think of all the awkward positions we get in to shoot. Like, mm. I mean, oh, you're just, like, wow. down, wow. squatting down on the ground. Your junk's just sweeping the floor. Like, uh, there's a you lot can, of... You leg- can do what Sting has done in the past where he takes his clothes off on stage and just has the bass guitar in front of him and doesn't do much more than that. He's, he, oh, yeah. But now you your camera's like swinging into your junk. No, you can, you can have like a sling bag of, of, of lenses and just kind of put it right in front of you. Be like, <laughs> hey, here I am, standing only. like... My hold fast is always pinching my arms, and now it's going to be like pinching other stuff. Right. It's just there's a lot of, a lot weird of pinching going on. Lines. Like, what if you're one of those people who like pees a little and they laugh, you know? And then it's it could go all kinds of weird ways. Mm. <laughs> weird, Trinkage weird. for men, that's not good, you know. It's mm. a little cold. Yeah, what out, if it's maybe. cold? You're not allowed to put clothes on. Oh. You're just going to freeze. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like that dating naked show. I love that show. <laughs> Please, new season. Please, new dated season. Dated naked? You never seen a show no, called Dating they, Naked? They go. They you have to go naked on your dates. You're naked. On, yes, and and they're all naked. Wow. And then sometimes you put on clothes on for dinner. It's a great show. It's a naked reality and show. Braids a good one too. <laughs> yes. What's that? I, about? I don't agree with the title. I, I love that show too, but I don't think. Like I think it should have been something else because they're not necessarily afraid at nah. all. They're, they're just stranded, maybe naked and stranded. Um. I, I did. I watched that show many times before too. But naked, uh, dating naked is it hasn't been out in a couple of years. Fun <laughs> show. Yeah. Wow. What they about meet for the first time naked? Freaking. And then they and go then back and they like, have dates um, with other people. Like chafing issues, you know? Like. Well, we're, we're just assuming it's in a place where it's warm. It might not be all that warm. <sighs> right. It could just be like North Carolina somewhere. At least if you get nervous, you don't have any issues like picturing anyone naked. You know, they say if you get scared, just like imagine everyone's naked. Well, you don't even have to imagine. They, they already Picture them are. with the muumuu on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would love – I'm very interested to see how this pans out just because uh-huh. it seemed legit. Like, uh, you know, sometimes yeah. these situations show up online or a question or whatever or a podcast and someone writes in or emails and you're like – yeah, that's not that's not really happening. No, you just you just want to stir the pot with the podcast to say, hey, that was my question. But this seems legit, and I would love <laughs> to to see where this goes. Mm-hmm. Oh man! Well, somewhere there's a, a nudist wedding happening, and they approached a, a photographer for it. You know, they they'll find someone along the way. They'll save a lot of money on like dresses and tuxes and stuff, though. So that sure. part's good. More budget for photography and albums. There you go. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> uh, going from that topic to our uh, final that's, topic that's, that's of the a, show, I couldn't even fathom. Uh, which is maybe a little bit more boring. Uh, tips for calling faster. We didn't get to that question last podcast. We're gonna get to it now. Oh. Uh, how do we call faster? What do we do? I'll go last. You go first. I can go. Lindsay, you want to go? Or do you want me to go? Sure. Go for it. You can All go. Right. I'll go second. All right. <laughs> if I have anything to add. In order to call faster, what you need to do if you're in Lightroom is you need to get your previews all set up appropriately. You need to make sure that you're in your library mode and your previews are in as either one-to-one previews or the embedded previews and don't do any preset stuff unless you do the previews. Like if you do the, if you enter the previews and then do presets, you're going to be waiting a long time to call in between the photos. That's step one. Step two is, um, in my opinion, you get your right hand on your arrow keys. You get your left hand on your numbers. And, and then your right hand on your arrow keys, you go pop, 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 get in a flow. Almost like let it be, like don't even stop it. Just be in a flow. So you're actually, I'm going, I'm like joking. Maybe that's a little too fast. But realistically, realistically, if I'm actually calling, I'm probably like one, two, three, four. And that's my right hand going on the right hand arrow key, right at about that tempo. And my left hand is is like my it's it's actually every other. So it's like right hand, left hand two, right hand, left hand three, right hand, left hand four, right hand, left hand three. Based on a three is like an image that can be used. A four is like a potential like better image. A two is like maybe next time, right? But I'm like bop 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 like you're playing a piano, people. All right, and you just go through. You don't stop. You here and actually the other thing about it for me is like mentally realize that you might not have taken that shot. Like sometimes I think people like um Lindsay's got a different flow. That's all right. I'm thinking of Lindsay right now. But but like but like I when I'm shooting a series of images, you're taking like 10, 20 shots, like there are like there's gonna be three or four or five that like stick out as like the series of shots if you're working with a couple. And they stick out pretty quickly to me. And it's like they you only need those those best four or five shots out of a series. So like overpick a little bit and then you can keep that flow going that I was talking about with the right hand, left hand, right? Um, overpick a little bit on that first round. And then and then you can just go and then you, you go down from your, you know, between the second shooter four thousand images to like to like maybe fifteen hundred after that first round, which which should really only take like two hours or something like that to go through that bop, 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 bop. But you just go. You don't stop. You just keep going. And if that bop bop needs to be a little bit slower at first, then let it be slower. But you can keep going. Just keep going. Keep going. Make quick decisions. If I was, and, and a lot of times I think, like if I was taking this photo, would I take it right now? If I was, if I was shooting this wedding right now, would I take the same photo? No. Skip it. On to the next photo. That's that, and that goes through my head in that bop bop time frame that I'm kind of mentioning right now. That's yep. what I. That's Good what I. Good point. Do. Good point. That's my tips for calling faster. Lindsay. Uh, I like it. I like it, Andy. Um, I'm, I have a little bit of a different system because I'm in, um, I'm in photo mechanic calling and, um, I, I know that he was having a hard time just like making decisions and was saying it's quicker sometimes to just edit two photos than it is to make a choice between two, which every once in a while, honestly, if, if they are both great images and they're different enough, then yeah, like, just keep it. It's fine. Um, but I, so what I do is I call in first, so I do a two, 
Um, and that's basically, I'm going super fast for those. So if it's, if it's speaking to me in any way, shape or form and it's in focus and people's eyes are open, I keep it. And then I go back for redundancy, but I go into grid mode for that. So instead of looking at individual photos, I can see like, whoa, I've got like 10 photos of the bride looking at the groom during the vows. I need like two or three. And when you see them in grid mode, um, and you know, they're big enough. I have maybe like three or four on the screen at a time. Um, and, and they're big enough that I can see the expressions and realize very quickly, like there is one that is way stronger than the other. And sometimes I think you need to see them all side by side in order to really pick them, pick them out from each other. So if I'll have a whole series, um, that all looks similar, I'll just select them all, hit the end button and it puts them all up in a screen together. And then you can just real quick say, oh, yep, that's the one I want. And then go back into uh developer wherever you were before. Um, and yeah, I think other than that, I, I'm with you, Andy, just, just make split decisions and then, um, decide later when you've got redundant stuff, you yeah. just got to pick one and go, on don't, that, don't look back. <laughs> right. On that next round, you can take a little bit more time and then, you know, for me anyway, Jimmy, what do you think? about I, this? Uh, you, you guys hit it. And I a hundred percent agree. I do both everything. I, my workflow is a little different from yours, Andy. I don't do the one, two, three star stuff. If I, I star stuff, that's one that I like. And I star a two or three, if I really like it, um, there's a seriously been a handful of images I've taken in the 17 years that have been like a five star, like, holy crap, that's image competition level. That's amazing. That's a five star Four, same kind of quality. So I just delete it. I just go next, next delete. I, if it's deleted, I don't ever need to see it again. I don't want to see it in the batch. I don't need to hit a filter to show me the ones, the flagged, the picked. I don't care. So I just just because I'm curious about this because I've heard you mention this before. But like, if you are when you say delete, do you mean that like you can't? You are unable to look at it again later, even if you wanted to. Delete. Wow. Just delete it it out of light. I got someone blinking. I got a nipple popping out. Whatever I got going, it's gone. Gone. I can undo, but I don't. It's out right. of the yeah. album or it's out of the folder. Okay. And but what, I but what if, but what if like I'm a bride and like there was, you needed to go back and look at that image or like review a series of images to see if you have a different shot. Like later, you're unable to do that. She's, she'll never see the deleted ones. <laughs> They'll never see it. And yeah. it's redundancy, like you said, Lindsay. This, it, the next image was was better than that one. They yeah, would never say. Yeah, but sometimes say, when you're going fast, like in the group photos, especially, you go back and it's like yes. twenty people in a photo. And you're like, oh crap, that guy's eyes are closed. And then yes. you go back and so, you so so make and, sure it doesn't happen. And I get well, sure and, well, so I guess that's what I'm saying because when I do that little thing that I was mentioning, that bop 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 bop, sometimes yeah, I definitely have eyes closed. In like a family group shot that I pick because I am going so fast, and then on that second round I go back and I'm like, oh, I gotta, I gotta look back in that series of images to yes. see if I have one yeah. with everybody's eyes open, you know. So I just the delete thing is the only thing that I I'm not driving with when you. I know, when you, you I, it's know. just how I work. It's yeah, how yeah. I it's, yeah. But I do the grid thing, like you say too, and I I will do the initial call. I might do initial call, and then when I go back to edit. I'll look at it again and go, ah, there's, a, there's a lot of images here. Let me see what I can weed out, if any, you know. And I sometimes do that. Most of the time I don't, though, because uh, I'll just go back. I'll go back. I'll be like, 
good, good, no good. That's out. That's out. That's out. That's fine. I'll go back. Mm, that one was pretty good. Nope, this one's better. I'm moving on. I'm onto the next scene, if you will. Uh, and then uh, that you know, it's like in the film world, editing your own work will teach you how to shoot. Will teach you how to direct. Same thing here. Editing your own work, calling your own work, will teach you how to photograph next time. And Mm. All better. <laughs> sorry, listeners. My initial is stop shooting. Oh, am I cutting out again? Yeah. Got to cut out. Yeah, sorry. Right. Damn it. Right, I'll make sure to restart something next time. But uh, I'll say again. So uh, the question is, <laughs> how do I call better? I'm cutting out, aren't I? No, no, no. You're I'm good. You're good. No, you're good. Go ahead. So the question is, how do I call better? The, the answer might be in parentheses saying, don't shoot so much. You know, don't put your camera on the high speed. You know, Relax. Take take a second. Group shots are different, but uh, outside of that, there's no need to take 20 pictures of a, you know, of a champagne glass sitting there, right there. Just find your frame, take a couple pictures, move on. Take one, and then you're out. It'll really help you. Uh, the, the, the group shot calling thing stinks. When I get to groups, I'm like, oh, uh, groups. But I plow through it, you know, because my frame is not changing, and I go if I see one photo of all faces and all eyes and they're happy, I might very well highlight. Take it. Yeah. I won't even, I won't even see it. Delete. <laughs> it's all the same. Cause when I'm shooting goose, I'm like this and I stop and again. Yeah. Hey, well, I, I, I missed half of what you said there, but damn it. But, um, but I think I agree. Once you get that one group shot with everybody looking, the others don't matter because that was the point of trying to get to trying to do that. Exactly. Thing. Congratulations. Now, mm -hmm. Lindsay, you got your finger raised. You go. Yes. Go. <laughs> uh, I know I've mentioned this on the show in the past, but one other uh, bit of advice if you're struggling is to call backwards. So let's say you take five photos of something. Chances are you stopped because you thought you had the shot. So generally like the fourth or fifth frame is the one that's the keeper. So if you're calling backwards, once you see that one you have, you can then just skip through the other uh, 10 shots you took of the same cool. thing. Sometimes that's that cool. really works for people. Interesting. Sometimes it just like messes with your head though. And you're like, no, I need to see this yeah. in chronological order. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. That's that's cool. I never thought of that. Yeah. Uh, guys, I think that's it. I think this has been uh, one twenty-six. We did it. Another podcast we made in it the can. Where are we going to call this one? Uh, because that's podcast a, cause in the can. Because that's the it's one. Gotta have something to do with the naked people, right? Well, right. Because <laughs> that's the one thing. When I go back and I'm editing this podcast, I'm like, oh shit, I gotta find a title. Something, something um, to be said. You, know we can't you guys say can it, help, me, we gotta, help me right now. What can we do? All right. Um, um, nothing but skin. Oh. <laughs> Dicky uncles. <laughs> oh, my God. Guys, remember, this is this is a podcast that has that non-explicit tag. I don't know yeah. if those podcasts freaking I just said nothing but skin. That's fine. Mm, mm. There's nothing wrong with Sticky Uncles. Funny story in right that one. Yeah. <laughs> there, there's so much wrong with Sticky Uncles. There's so, there's, uh, there's so much wrong with that. I don't know. You can't even imagine how much there is wrong with that. Oh God. Um, actually, I want to end with um with one little thing, just that has changed slightly with my workflow. Um, remember I got that Surface Book Two Pro. Got rid of that nonsense because that was 
in a janky Windows world, and I'm not living it anymore, and I've been doing the Mac thing. And then the uh, Apple iPad Pro, uh, I got one because they're on sale, and they're cool. Oh, yeah. And I got a pencil, a little Apple pencil, and then I go on my screen, and what's amazing about it is they're like relatively cheap now. You can get them for like like 700 bucks or something like that for like the most recent one that came out at the end of 2018. And you get your little pencil, and then you can sync up your screen with the iPad and edit on full Photoshop on your iPad with a pencil that actually works. Oh, that's cool. That's with a pencil that, let me clear, be clear, a pencil that actually works. Because like the one on the Photoshop on the Service Book Pro 2 was janky and all stuff was going on and this actually works. So you got your pencil (laughs) and and it's amazing because it goes through Wi-Fi. The connection between your laptop and the iPad goes through Wi-Fi. And it's it's called a, some kind of screen share quirky name or whatever, but um, but through through Bluetooth? No, through through Wi-Fi, um, huh. and it actually work. It's sh- it works shockingly good, so, like so much better than you would ever possibly think that it could possibly work through Wi-Fi. Um, but it works through Wi-Fi, and um, it's all like immediate, and there's no delay or anything like that. It's shockingly good, uh, and it actually is it like works. a mirror image of your. Uh, of it, your computer screen, you can do either. You can either mirror it, or you can you can extend your your desktop onto this onto the iPad, and you can drag uh, screens from one over to the other, and it works um, like it works way. It's like black magic how well it works because it really shouldn't <laughs> work that good going over Wi-Fi, but it does, and it's amazing. Oh, it's called Sidecar when you use uh, that's the name of the, what they call mm. it in their okay. Apple, yeah. Apple terms or whatever. But it, have um, you used a Wacom in the past? I have. Yep, I have, and and that because that's what I used to do for years and years is when I did the detailed edit work, do the Wacom stuff, um, but and then I thought that the Surface Book Pro two would do it, and it kind of does, but it didn't. And there's Windows jank in terms. You know what? Actually, there was Windows jank on in particular. The one thing, the main thing, is like what I was just talking about with the with the with my little workflow, my bop 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 bop. <laughs> you do that on that Surface Book Pro two, and it was like bop bop you know what i mean like waiting for the computer to like go and it would like you hold down the button and it would like scroll past all this stuff and like it shit just works on the mac you know like and that that was the biggest thing and so i ended up selling that on ebay and then i ended up getting this and this is a way better solution i i thought because you know i still wish apple would just let me draw on the freaking screen but uh this is the next best thing so it works and works damn well so i'm happy so uh-oh. Jimmy, Jimmy, let me sh- let me show you what you looked like. I don't know. Let me show you yes. let me show you what you, the half of this podcast what you looked like and sounded like. So <laughs> Oh, really? <laughs> it happened to you guys too. <laughs> the whole freaking episode. The listeners, the listeners have been dealing with that the whole show. How do you like it at the end of the show here, huh? I'll, I'll, this is the first <laughs> time it's happened. My internet's fine. It's okay. But next so, time, get your internet working. So, look, oh god, <laughs> <laughs> he's gone I'm, again. I'm, I'm, I'm tapping out. It's me out. That's it. I'm out. Oh, I can't. Okay. I can't anymore. Yeah. Forget. But, I was going for a joke. I can't even do it. Okay. Well, that timing is everything on jokes. <laughs> um, maybe that's the name of the episode. Timing is everything. Just I don't know, and because I need something. <laughs> All right, guys, this is Bell 126. Lindsay Daddario, where can people find you? <laughs> you can find me on Instagram at Lindsay Daddario, or my uh, wedding portfolio page is Lindsay at Work, and my website is daddario.com. 
Find me there. And Mr. Jimmy Ferrara. I'm live. It's like the, we used to send a fax machine. Or, or no, we used to do the ETH. Not the Ethernet, the dial-up connection on, on if you guys remember that. It would like, it would connect finally. Anyway, uh, Jay Ferrara photo. I don't know. I don't even know what I'm saying right now. At Jay Ferrara photo, jamesferrara.com. Search Jay Ferrara. You'll find me. I'm like number one on the list and shit. Whatever. I'm out. I'm out. I got to restart this whole thing <laughs> twice next time. Uh, my name is Andy Buscemi. The last name is B-U-S-C-E-M-I. Thanks so much for listening to episode number 126. We will catch you next time, everybody. Arrivederci. Wedding photographers. Invite.